Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's a choice, right? And what you, what you don't change, you choose. I mean, all those simple little sayings that you stop and you think, oh, what's that easy, you know? Change, I can't, too, I won't. And that'll change your whole perspective on life every day. When you say, oh, I can't go do that. I can't spend time with my kids. I can't make, you know, oh, you won't because you actually can't. It's an easy choice, and we, and our brains defer to the easy. Do I want to go for a run? I need to go for a run, and then you turn the TV on at the same time. What do you think you're going to do? What do you think your brain's going to tell you to do? Like watch that TV show, man. It's easier. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Tom Satterley, former Tier 1 operator, Black Hawk Down participant, uh, and uh, chief of operations for the All Secure Foundation. How's it going, buddy? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, pretty good, man. You know, daily things, getting away, getting out of COVID, getting past it. And, sure, uh, yeah. Trying to keep going, man. So you guys, um, let, let's start with a little bit of your history. Tell me about your uh, you know, pre-military experience, then joining the military and kind of how that went for you, and then we'll get into the rest. Yeah, pre-military was pretty uh, undynamic, man. Just grew up in Indiana, what I was going to do like most people. And uh, I had a friend come back from basic training one day. I was swinging a hammer, building houses, you know, like, oh, this might be my future. Mm. And he came back from basic. He's like, hey, I'm on my way to Germany. It's wonderful. You know, you should check it out. And that day, we were on our way to John Cougar concert. And so I joined up for the military. Like I'll get four years of money and get in and out and go to college. Right. Mm -hmm. And I blinked and 25 years later, I'm retiring. So, <laughs> you know, that just took me into the army into SF and then into the unit. You know, I met some people in language school, like you should try out for Delta. And I'm like, oh, okay, is that cool? Mm -hmm. I'll do that too. So I just kind of, I had no plan. Right. Other than what's out there. That's better than I'm doing right now. Right. That allows me to do my job better and have more fun and make more, more of a difference. And so I just worked my way up to Delta and, and spent 20 years there before I retired. And um, today's uh, October 7th. We're about half a week past the anniversary of, uh, you know, the whole Mogadishu situation. I know, you know, we've, we've had conversations about this before and I've, you know, read some of your work and I definitely followed a lot of your charity stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, walk me through the, the, I, I don't, we don't need to rehash the whole thing. I mean, there's, books and movies about that shit but you know that sort of thing and i've always wondered i've never had the opportunity to ask you this or or never taken the opportunity to ask you this but i wonder uh what i sense that's a problem for a lot of warriors that come home is like it's a tough job it's you you face a lot of bullshit um you get banged up, your brain gets banged up, your friends get fucked up. You do some stuff that, you know, might be, <clears throat> might cause what, you know, psychologists call the moral injury or whatever. But typically throughout history, uh, the majority of people have been able to come to grips with that by justifying all of it 
through sacrifice, right? Like we did this for a reason. Uh, it was necessary or whatever, right? And then, you know, I think Mogadishu is probably a good analog for uh, the the global war on terror. Like we, the 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 goal seemed somewhat obvious, but our actions towards that goal didn't seem very effective. And then, you know, we half half measure after half measure, we never actually did what we intended to do, in my opinion. Um, and I think that is one of the things. Like honor is the the honor that we carry forward after service is one of the primary tools for repairing the damage that's been done. You know what I mean? In my opinion. And I think being robbed of that honor in some ways, you know, having purposeless wars and things like that have really driven a lot of people into nihilism post service. And it's a big problem. So can you share your thoughts and personal experience in that? I started out angry, right? I mean, why not? I, I didn't look into the matter. It was an emotional event. Um, it wasn't factual. So, I, you know, I got angry about, oh, we're pulling out. Oh, we're flying a deed around. We're doing all this stuff. And why did we even go over there? And, you know, I grew up. 20 years later, you know, or almost 30 years later, I've grown up to the point of self-awareness and, and, and honor. You speak a lot about honor. And that's, that's something that I've had to realize I don't get my honor externally. So it had to be internally. So what other people say about Mogadishu, Somalia, however we ended it or didn't end it. It uh, doesn't matter anymore. It used to. All that. It yeah, yeah. All right. Keep. Sorry, I had a weird beeping over here on one That's of my awesome. one of my devices. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's probably the government listening to us talk. Um, yeah, but government. anyways, yeah. Continue. You, you, you're eighteen people. You know, dead. More people fucked up. You go through hell. You know, and then. Adid's still out there when you guys left, right? I mean, he's still running around. Yeah, we're flying him around. You know, I, I think his son was a U.S. Marine who actually got out of the Marines and went over and took over after he was killed. And I don't know what happened to him. I, I, or I forgot what happened to him. Yeah, but yeah. It was one of those things I followed for a while. Like, a oh, fucking Marine going back over there. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Traitor. You know, I hate Somalia and I hate everybody. And I carried that for a long time, man. And, uh, you know, like hate and anger gets me through a lot of shit. But mm -hmm. I finally grew up. I finally grew out of the anger phase because you can't do anything about it right except be angry and i realized that i had to turn it internally and think about the fact that i i, I joined a job right i raised my hand i joined a job and that's what it was it was a job mm -hmm. it became my identity it became who i was it became the tribe i lived in and when i when i got out i kept trying to hold on to that same tribe and that was killing me because you're not in the tribe anymore man you're you're, you're gone you're done you want to be part of it you're part of that past tribe, but there isn't a past tribe club, right? I right. mean, there's yeah. my bros, hang out with my bros. They die off real quick. Mm -hmm. um, you get down to your close friends who probably die off real quick if you live states apart. So it's actually a slice of life that everybody lives through, just more violent when you're doing your job. And you have to look at it as a job, not your identity. Because I still see friends of mine that are living the rest of their lives chasing that same identity and they're mm. destroying themselves. They're angry. They're mad. You can't change the past. You can't do a damn thing about it. You can ideate about how you're going to change the future, not repeat things, which we seem to always repeat things anyway, because we forget the past. So, you know, 30 years later, I was talking to Jen like, hey, it's 3 October and I almost forgot, which was a real good thing for me. Yeah, sure. 
and uh halfway through the day you know and then that night went out and had some drinks and talked about it and, and did some toasts and it was and it was over you know and the group of 10 guys maybe now text hey man think of you guys yeah i'm over in saudi arabia yeah i'm over here thinking y'all yeah and that's that's kind of where it's at now publicly but you know a lot of guys behind the scenes are still struggling mm. trying to fit some narrative that they can anymore you know you're not kids anymore you can't run around and do that leave it to the kids but yeah, I had to fight it, that it was who I was, that it was my identity, and get past the fact that my identity is who I continue to make it today, you know, not my past. Well, historically, you know, it used to be uh, very common for warriors to go into politics and or become business leaders. That that was kind of the standard back in the day. Um, like you look at uh, ancient Rome, for example, um, Julius Caesar wasn't still fighting in wars and shit like that. He was you know, serving as tribune or, or whatever, uh, uh, eventually as, as a dictator. But yeah, it's like, there isn't a whole lot of, in my opinion, there isn't a whole lot of utility in constantly looking backward. You know what I mean? Um, like you, 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 you carve out the lessons that you've learned and you, and you got to move on. Now that's the, that when, when it comes to easier said than done, that might be the fucking biggest one of all yeah, time. Right. right? Just, just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, we, people in general, all human beings, I think, uh, crave both structure and purpose more than anything else they'll ever crave in their life. And when you're, when the purpose of your life is, at such an extreme level, like literally life or death, like frequently you're in life or death situations. That's the kind of thing that has to be deprogrammed. Like we, you don't just come home and get back into a rhythm and get over it. Like you have to be uh, deprogrammed might be the right, might not be the right word because that kind of implies that you're brainwashed or something, but it really is kind of like that. Like you just, you get into like all of your all of your hormones and protein stimulus and all this stuff is firing because of action, because of danger and all this. But you have to, at some point, figure out how to refocus that purpose, right? And, and do what you yeah. need to do. It's muscle memory. We, we beat it into ourselves. We truly, every day of our lives, beat what we do to stay alive into ourselves mm-hmm. and it becomes muscle memory. It is a habit. And we don't even realize the fact that how we speak becomes a habit. You sure. know, I'm strong. Old, I'm, I'm violent. I'm aggressive. On I'm a dominant, and I'm on top. I'm a type A, and I'm gonna see. I'm talking louder now because I'm talking about it. And that's yeah. how I talk to the kids. Why aren't the dishes clean? You know, and they're like, eh. I'm like, hey, just clean the dishes. It's who you are. Yeah, it's really who you become. And and I I, I raise the awareness of you teach people shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you can tell someone who knows how to shoot in quotations already when they show up, right? And they've got mm. anticipation, a recoil built in. You got to break that habit. You got to break that bad habit before you can ingrain the new habit mm-hmm. 10,000 times before it becomes muscle memory. Now, after that, I can do other things while I shoot you in the face and mm-hmm. not even think about it because I'm so good at it and all my other skills of being dominant. So when I come home, deprogramming is the right word or retraining is what we call it. You know, we, we tell guys, you don't need help anymore. You don't, don't ask, you're not asking for help. You don't need help. You need retrained. Yeah. You've been trained to be violent. You've been rewarded for it. They give you medals for crushing somebody's fucking skull. Yeah home you're like i'm fucking happy man i got a silver star woo I, you know five bronze stars i kicked some fucking ass and then you look back on it later and you're like oh shit now i got rewarded for all this violence and, I, and it told my brain that that's a good thing yeah i need it you know i need that 
And then I come home and I, I act the same way, you know, in, at a lower level, of course, but you're acting the same way. And you and people are like, I can't manage this. I need, you know, I need help. And it's like, you just need to realize you need just training. You don't, you haven't been trained on how to deal with life at home. You've just grown into it. You've had multiple years of training to do your job at work. When you come home, what do you think you're going to behave like? Like you were trained to do, just like you're going to combat. You come home just like you go to combat and you act the same way. So you have to deprogram. You have to retrain and reprogram yourself to behave differently. And it takes a long time, a long, many, many, many. I'm still trying to not be an asshole sometimes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I think mostly for me, it comes across in the, the two things, the tone of my voice for sure is one. Um, and then, uh, accompanying that is uh, a, some degree of impatience and expectation of people just to be on the same page as me, which sometimes is reasonable and sometimes is not. But the, uh, the, the other part is that <clears throat> like kind of detached stoicism focused on a goal kind of situation. I, and I wonder from your perspective, now you do a lot at all secure foundation, you guys, um, you do a lot with PTS and couples coaching, especially, I think you guys might be the only one to do in that part where you bring in a, a, a service member and their spouse and like, Hey, here's how you navigate this bullshit. If you really want to stay together and make all this work, here's how you do it. Cause you and your wife figured it out. Right. So that one of the things I say a lot here is uh, if you can turn your pain and suffering into empathy for other people, you can save two lives, yours and theirs. Right. And Absolutely. it's, it's, to me, it's the most important thing Like, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, so-called veteran influencers in the world these days. Uh, and you know, people serve their country and now they're trying to turn it into a fucking business for themselves. I have no problem with that, but there's not a whole lot of people. There's not a whole lot of people who are putting them, laying themselves out for everybody to see and be like, Hey, this is the same fucked up path that you're on. This Instagram bullshit's not real. I'm, I'm falling down just as much as you are. And the only way that this gets better is if we admit it and then help each other out. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. It's easy. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in theory it is right. Right. It's just like, we're weak. It's a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And what you, what you don't change, you choose. I mean, all those simple little sayings that you stop and think, Oh, what's that easy? You know, change. I can't to, I won't. And that'll change your whole perspective on life every day. When you say, I can't go do that. I can't spend time with my kids. I can't make, you know, Oh, you won't because you actually can't. It's an easy choice. And we, in our brains defer to the easy. Do I want to go for a run? I need to go for a run. And then you turn the TV on at the same time. What do you think you're going to do? What do you think your brains are going to tell you to do? Hey, watch that TV show, man. It's easier. It's mm -hmm. right here. It's, it's on. So it's actually effort. And we have to put in that effort <laughs> daily, man. You know, daily guys go out and do one thing, one modality, you know, and it didn't help me. Well, no shit. You've been in for 20, 25 years doing violent, aggressive shit. You went for a week and did what ayahuasca, which is great. Different things like that. But mm -hmm. you've got to continue because it's going to it's going to be behavior change, which is like building a, a muscle memory. Ten thousand repetitions, three yeah. months, 90 days, you know, something to get you in a habit. Well, for something that's decades in the making, I think the new research says that you're looking at 10 weeks, right? At a minimum, 10 weeks to, to reassociate. You, the just your body stimulus is the the hormones and and you know chemical reactions that happen to your body with better behavior and i wonder uh so uh, on on the 
on the point of making the hard decisions or choosing the the hard road over the easy road. My buddy Jeff Lopes calls it uh, non-negotiables, right? So he's a serial entrepreneur, does a lot of stuff, does a lot of charity work as well. But he's gone to the length of putting family time on his physical calendar, right? And there's two hours here, like uh, several times a week where he's just with his wife and kids, the phone's off. That's it, right? Those are, he calls it the non-negotiable time. And everybody that works with him knows that you can't reach me during these hours, right? Um, I think that's an important thing to do. Cause you, you know, if we want, when, when you were going to the unit, you were already really good at what you did to get better at what you did. You, you did the same thing in principle that you did when you first learned how to do all this stuff, which is to set up guardrails for yourself and execute over and over and over and over again, repetition, right? Until it becomes habit. Um, it doesn't, I don't know why people think that cheapens the experience, right? Like it, well, I, like I've had these conversations. Well, I mean, if you, if you feel like doing it, you should just be doing it. Like, that's not how that life works, man. You know what I mean? You have to fucking discipline yourself on yeah, a regular basis. You have to be honest, knowing you're going to be lazy. Yeah, right. Nobody uh, going to the gym is fun, fun, fun until you miss it for a couple of days and it feels good to lay in. And you're like, oh, I got to go. And then you start to back off. You have to get back on it right away all the time. Anytime you give yourself a chance to take a break, you're going to take that break. Mm. I mean, your body is just determined to do it. I think somebody calls it the the five second rule, right? It's not about picking up food on the floor. It's about <laughs> once you decide to do something, make up that decision and go do it within five seconds or you're going to default to the easier thing. So once you've decided to do something like at night, you're having booze and drinking and you're having a good time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having some few drinks. I mean, like, I'm going to start working out tomorrow. I always used to talk about, hey, tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to get on the sun because I felt good. I was drinking and I was relaxed. And then I had a great idea about tomorrow, knowing that, OK, I'm not going to stop drinking probably. So when, <laughs> when tomorrow comes, I'm not going to feel like doing what I talked about that night. So that intention of I got in my calendar, busy time. Here's an hour every day, busy time. That's family time. That's. No phone call, no email time, mm-hmm. no matter what. And don't don't schedule anything in there because if not, I'll fill it up. I'll fill it up with shit that tears me down every day. You know, listening to horrible stories from veterans and their spouses of what veterans do to spouses and active duty members as well wears you down. And if you don't make intentions for every job that you do to take time for yourself and for your family, then you're just growing apart. And that's about 92% of the people we talk to want help with their relationships. So that's why we focus on relationships and both parties in the relationship. Cause I can tell one person, Hey, you need to be doing this, doing this, doing this. And the other person has no idea what's going on. They're not very helpful at all. Mm. But if you do the battle buddy system or the team system, whatever it is you want to call it, hold each other accountable. Each other understands what each other's doing when they start to fall off that track or start to go down that aggressive path. You know, Oh, I know not to make fun of you. I know not to shame you right now or to question you because of how you're trained that makes you aggressive. So right. you kind of learn each other's tactics. You can operate around them. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> and it's, you know, let's, let's just put it out there that it's a lot to ask of a partner in life to do that stuff. And I tell people this a lot and it's, it sucks. And maybe it sounds uh, a course or, or whatever, but it, it's someone is either prepared to do that or they're not, you know what I mean? And it's unfair to ask somebody who is unprepared to do it to do it, in my opinion. Um, like there, you can you can give it you can give it a shot and try to figure it out. 
but it's not it's not something that everybody's going to be able to do, frankly, um, because it is tough. And you be strong, diligent, persistent, and then you know you're going to reach burnout. Yeah. Caregiver fatigue happens a lot mm-hmm. in relationships. I'm taking care of this veteran. I can't go on a vacation with my girlfriends because if I leave him, he might kill himself, or he'll get so drunk he'll do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Or you know, we we a lot of guys get an attachment issues or attachment um you know the attachment theory with their spouses where every time the spouse leaves that's the team mm. that's the team now you know where are you going what are you doing and so it kind of it creates a lot of fear especially when there's the arguing that goes on at home that nobody really knows about right and the secret stuff that nobody talks about until oh there's a murder suicide or oh he killed himself but he was such i had no idea you know how many times you hear that i had no idea right it's it's not the guys that ask for help that commit suicide they're yeah. the ones that get the it's the ones that don't ask. They're quiet ones that, you know, you need to notice change. They don't show up anymore or they're drinking more or they're drinking less or some difference in them. And then know how to reach out. And that's scary for people. Like, I don't know how to talk to my friend because he might do something bad. Yeah. Well, you talk to your friend. Right. And you don't say what's wrong with you. You, you just talk to him and then maybe share what's what's going on in your life that's fucked up. Yep. And right. then that they take from that right away and they always run with it. They'll always run with it because they want to connect and share with, Oh, you're similar. Boom. They'll dump it. They'll mm. dump it. And then what do you do with that? All right. Well, now you have information. Now they feel a little better. Now you can help. Now it's not you prying into their life. Right. right. Because there's a, there it's funny. Um, when you talk about male, female violence specifically, I've done some, uh, in grad school, I did some research on this. Um, read some research on this rather women are are yeah men are most afraid in male female relationships women are most afraid of being murdered by their by by men and but men are most afraid of being humiliated by women right not of anything physical so if you map that on to these interactions especially with a type a person who is regressing psychologically um opening up to somebody is the ultimate form of humiliation for them because they're all of a sudden admitting that this fucking tough warrior guy that they are isn't reality, at least in their brain, it isn't reality. No, that's stupid, right? Because you can, you do both. Every human being has both of those sides. That is what I want to tell everybody. You can be a kick-ass, badass, slaying motherfucker out there, right? Mm. And then you can also go home and have a relationship and not beat your wife and not even yell at her. Yeah. And then you can go back. It's hard. It's hard, but you have to do the practice. You have mm. to set boundaries and the guardrails and everything that we've been trained to do make a plan and execute that plan right sure. it's it's doable not everybody has post-traumatic stress not everybody beats their spouse not everybody wants to commit suicide those are the the hard ones that we look at right those mm-hmm. are the very most difficult cases that we look into but there's 4.4 million people that are just suffering that haven't committed suicide that reach out to the va system asking for help in relationships and why am i so angry all the time mm. You got rewarded for it, man. You got rewarded for being angry. And when you come home, and especially if you're a leader, your spouse questions you, that turns a lot of people. Like, wait a minute. You question me? Is that disrespect? And then instantly you feel like shit. You feel shamed. Mm. And, and that turns a lot of people right there. That disrespect or embarrassment turns people fast into violence. This episode is brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the code CITIZEN to get 20% off your first order. I recommend joining the Black Rifle Coffee Club, where you'll get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-operated company that supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. 
They got a mission to hire 10,000 vets. They're opening up stores all over the place. And they could use your support in doing so in, in exchange for that. You're going to get the best coffee in the world. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, uh, whether you like light, dark, medium, whatever. Right? And then they have the ECS you know, with specialty blends as well. Choose the delivery style, right? whether you want whole bean coffee that you can grind yourself, ground coffee, or coffee rounds that work with uh, Keurig. And you get to choose your delivery schedule every uh, week, every other week, every month, whatever you want, right? So members, in addition to that, get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts with companies like Leopold, uh, 511, all sorts of great stuff. So get 20% off your first order using the code CITIZEN. Go to blackriflecoffee.com today and get those deals next up. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. You know them, you love them. They've been with us forever. Right now, Ghostbed is offering a 40% discount on Ghostbed bundles if you buy a mattress and an adjustable base together. And then anything else you buy with that, also 40% off. So if you're looking to upgrade your bedroom or buy a new thing or you got moving into a new house, you just want to do some new stuff, take the opportunity now get 40% off all that stuff. If you're just looking to piece things together and get one or two things, you're going to get 30% off everything else if you use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. You can get a mattress for like 35 bucks a month with their zero down, 0% financing plan that now extends up to 60 months. That's five years, folks. They get the best beds, the best pillows, the best mattresses. Uh, the, the adjustable base is great. It's very functional. Um, the sheets are great. Everything is great. Love it. I take the, the pillows with me when I go on uh, trips now for work, so... That should tell you how good it is because I'm actually paying to travel with my ghost pillow. Um, so go get those deals. We love these guys. Uh, been with them a long time. You know how quality they are. You can go read the reviews on the website anytime you want. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Yeah. And the, the, the shame that you feel afterwards, mostly you internalize it, right? And that's, that's just depression, like rage turned inwards at that point. You're just pissed off. You don't know why. And... Now you're ashamed of being pissed off. I'm supposed to be in control. I'm supposed to be the leader around here and I'm acting like a fucking child. I mean, I've been, I've been through this myself hundreds of times and just little, even in just little instances, not even in, not, not just in relationships either, like in conversations with uh, uh, customer service people that have done, they're, they're tr probably trying to help me and I'm just being a fucking cunt the whole time yeah. for no reason. Dominant. Dominant, more intelligent than them, right? You you might feel you're starting to lose what you want. Yeah. So you don't feel secure anymore. So you start to get dominant, aggressive to gain back what you lost, right? What do you do when you, you violence of action, you've lost it. Mm. Regain it with a flashbang or a grenade, man. You yeah. know, you blow a door open, you regain it with violence. So we when we feel like we might be behind or someone's not listening or disrespecting us, we turn violent to get because that's what that's that was our tool. Yeah. That was our tool, like politics. I was so mad at politicians. And I'm like, you know what? They're doing their job. Mm. They can say whatever the fuck they want. It's not legal or illegal. It's their politicians. They're trying to get you to vote. It's up to you to do the research. Yep. It's up to you to not blindly listen to some idiot on one side say something and then hate the idiot over here. You know, <laughs> that's you're the idiot for fucking doing that, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's what they're supposed to do. And that's, uh, do I like them now? Do I, do I agree with it? No, but... I understand it. So I don't let it make me aggressive and make me angry anymore. But, mm. but it's like, 
yeah, having the realization is what matters, right? In any of these things, sunlight's always the best disinfectant. A lot of people are saying that these days. Um, but this, um, like understanding the process of why something's happening will often take the power out of it, right? So, yeah. um, facts over emotions. Sure, yeah. And that's something that we've, we've got to get better at as a society because I mean, it's the whole point of this show that I do, Citizen. It's, uh, my, my premise is you can be, a you you can be a member of this country that understands your rights but also performs the associated responsibilities required to secure those natural rights or you can be a whining bitch and you'll be a subject of people who rule over you it's going to be one of those two things you can either do your part or you're going to get ruled by lesser men and parasite bitch yeah i mean it's really that simple um yeah if you're a parasite shut up and enjoy what you suck from yeah, right yeah just be a parasite, be the tick, be the leech, and just enjoy the host. But shut up. But if you contribute, vote, get out, be active, well, that's a lot of effort. Uh, well, then shut up again. Mm. Don't sit back and raise more stink for other people when you're not even involved or even know what you're talking about. Half the Okay, half's a low number. Yeah, I'd say 80% or 90% of the people that run their suck half the time don't even really know what the hell they're talking about. They're mm. regurgitating someone else's line of shit. They want you to – they thought sounded cool. <laughs> It's like quippy and it kind of aligns with my worldview. So it must be true. That's yes. stupid, by the way. So if, if you hear something and it immediately sounds true to you, you should be very suspicious of the thing you just heard, especially if it's coming from another person, because there's a good chance they're saying that because they know you need to want to hear it rather not need to hear it, but want to hear it. Yeah. Um, what do you want? For, what do yeah. you want for me? Cause you to say that? Well, it's like when you, uh, I know you do this still because every fucking dude, that like any of us does this to, if, if you walk into a place or if you're walking down the street and you see, even if you don't recognize it immediately, if you see something menacing down the street ahead of you, you I, like immediately look behind you to make sure that that's the only threat. You're like, all right, I got the right. backside's clear. Now I can fucking concentrate on this. Yeah. Set up. It's, it, it's, it's like, it's almost like you're doing triage all the time to wade through the waters. You know what I mean? I mean, it's your brain is ultimately just a very complicated machine or complex machine that distinguishes between threats and benefits, right? That's what it really is. So back to your point about being rewarded for, for your anger or for displaying your anger, forget about the awards or the praise or the glory or honor or whatever the fuck else, like physically, physiologically, you're rewarded for it. There's nothing more. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's any way to, to, explain this. It doesn't sound crazy, but there's, there, there will never be, there's no drug on earth. There's nothing, no sex, nothing that will ever feel better to a man, in my opinion, than some dude trying to kill you and you kill him first. I think that is the ultimate form of existence for a, for a human male, in my opinion. And how do you replace that? You know what I mean? Like it, and it's not just about the killing, it's about the winning. And then, you know, you add the camaraderie about it, which kind of makes it a little more ethical. So you deal with some of the rough edges uh, ethically and that becomes your identity is like hey i'm a person that does violent shit for a good reason and i get results you know what i mean and, and yeah. that <laughs> you you see dudes who play baseball for 20 years get on stage at their retirement ceremony and just fucking bawling crying and you wonder how it feels when a guy who spent his entire adult life doing that shit you know what i mean doing what you did like how do you recover from that 
I don't think there is a recovery from that. You know, hunting humans, chasing the most intelligent creatures on the earth, you know, who who also want to kill you. And then I was talking to Jen the other night about it. She's like, what is it like I, living in fear like that? And I go, man, it sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it sucked. You did it. I go to end up at number one at a door waiting on someone to touch you. And then three guys come up behind you and push you. And there's there's gunfire in the room. Yep. Push. You, you're going. You can't stop. There's no stopping it. But you want you don't want to go in that room. Mm. And you force your brain into those decisions for 20, 25 years. It's hard to recoup that dopamine level, that, that that adrenaline, that feeling of, I just tackled the most scariest, dangerous thing on the planet and I walked away. Yeah. Oh, walked out of it. I did that over and over and over again. Like and thousands like, of times, thousands of times. If last you, night I was, I'm still alive. Holy shit. Yeah. Everything else can be so fucking boring, but, but no one's trying to kill me. So I can chill. I can still chill a little bit. You sure. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you get back in the team room and have a couple of beers, it's different. Um, oh like that's the, whenever I'm, whenever I'm feeling a little tuned up, like I, it, it's, I'm lucky to live here cause Jared's close by and a bunch of my buddies who were in the military are within actually what if it's out in the lobby right now. Um, we still hang out and stuff, but a lot of people don't have that opportunity in it, but I think it's important. You need to find that opportunity for yourself to maybe not even, if you can't physically get back with your buddies like that, just to get yourself back in the mindset, the post operation mindset, you know what I mean? Like, all right, the work's done. Now I'm sitting here relaxing. If you can, you know, I think that's a really important part of this, not recovery process, but just reintegration, I guess, is to, to associate your service more with that team room than you do with the violent part. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is, I think it's tough for a lot of guys because they're really proud of what they did and they should be. You know what I mean? That that's it's tough work, and not many people are able to do it. You know what I mean? There's there's like a couple of fucking ten thousand or so people on earth that can do this shit, and you did it. You made it through. It's hard to let go of that. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's hard to say like that's who I used to be or or whatever. When when it was like, I don't know. There's a lot of pride and ego involved in that. That's where you need that next focus. I tell everybody, you're driving this fucking Ferrari, man. You're going 200 down the interstate. Quit looking through that little bitty thing called the rearview mirror. Mm. There's a bigger glass up there, the windshield, man. It's got the future in front of it. And you keep staring in that rearview mirror. It's so small looking at everything I did. Look at a high school touchdown pass I threw back in high school. You know, I'm reliving the last great thing you did. It's going to kill you. You have no no mission, no goal, no future. So you need another another thing that gets you your blood boiling, you know, and that's that's what we ask, ask people like, what is it you like to do? All I know is how to kill people and do this and that. No, no, no. What brings you joy? What used to bring you joy? Yeah. You know, I play guitar, but I like all these instruments. But, you know, the guys that make fun of me, I go, what fucking guys? What yeah. do you give it? Fucking guys. I wish I could play fucking instruments all the time. You know, it's fucking just stop worrying about what other people think of you and go find that next passion, that next mission, that joy. Or you're going to be looking in the rearview mirror. Unless there's something to keep you moving this way, you're going to look at what you did. And even yeah. when that dries up, whatever you're doing now might dry up. Sure. Start looking in that rearview mirror of what you had before. You're like, oh, I miss it. I miss it. That's where you're going to crash that fucking car, man. You got to look out the windshield. It's a lot bigger than the rearview mirror and find another passion. It's something that you can affect and relate to. And it doesn't have to be killing people. It can be saving people. I yeah. mean, we didn't go kill people just to kill people. We killed people to save people. That's so right. The why behind the why. It's saving people, helping people. So you can still do that. We talked to a room of uh, probably 100 people in four different groups, maybe this summer at, at Fort Bragg. And they were all 
students that wanted to be, be Green Berets. And they didn't know it yet, but they were in holding because they either got injured, they got hurt, they didn't do good enough in a certain level, and they were going to get booted and reassigned in the Army. The needs of the Army. And they didn't know that. So here I am, me and Jen, giving four different speeches that day to four groups of people. And my speech was, not everybody's special. It's called special forces. And not everybody's special. It takes a lot. And that doesn't mean you're not good. You're just not special enough with the skills you need to be here. Mm. Now, why did you want to be here? Was it just to wear a green beret? Because you can go buy one at the PX, man. A lot of people do that shit all the time and get away with it. So, or did you want to come here to help people? Well, I wanted to help people. Okay, where else can you do that? That's your next focus. Where else can I do what I wanted to do? It's not here. Move on. You can live in that forever and never go anywhere. Or you can move on and still do your mission of helping people. Sure. Just refocusing, man. It, it is so key to not, you know, here we are, what, 29 years after Somalia. People mm. still talk about it. Still makes me tear up when I think about it too hard. Ten years after retirement, I still see guys doing the same thing they did when they retired. Get overly drunk and start texting the group of, hey, I need, you know, and everybody worries about them behind the scenes. Hey, you know, I'm like, dude, you need some help? Come over here. You need some help? The rest of us have already done it. There's always those one or two or three that are hard-ass holdouts that just are afraid to let go of that identity. And I'm like, you just need something better, man. You just got to refocus forward. And it's scary. It's, it sucks to see people like that, but they got to do it. Yeah. Right. I have people, hey, can you call my friend? He needs help. Nope. Here's my number. Here's my, you know, my my email, my phone number. Text me, instant message me, smoke signals. I don't give a shit. And I'll fucking hit you right back. But you got to want it. If you don't want it and I'm chasing you, it won't work. Yeah. It's just like any other addict, right? I mean, yep. you need that. <laughs> You need that implicit act from from the addict to show that it's time for them to start moving on. We talk to them all the time. We go to groups and talk to active duty groups, you know, and all the special operations groups and, and, and tell them, listen, you don't have to hit rock bottom to springboard up. Mm. Don't go that deep. Don't take your marriage that deep. Don't take your problems that deep. Get help now or they'll get worse and it'll be harder. It'll take longer. Mm. Like PMCS in the military, man. Mm. Right. Keep it running right. Take care of it. It won't break. It doesn't cost as much. It's the same with a relationship, the same with your own health and everything else you do. Use the same shit you know in the military on everything else you do. You've been taught it already. Yeah, that's the interesting part of this is uh, all these skills like um, maintenance of yourself, for example, and uh, 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 leadership and organizational skills and making tough decisions under stress. Most of the people that are listening to this show probably have that those skills, but you associate them with combat or you associate them with whatever. It's no, the skill is the skill, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can run fast, you can play football, you can run track. It's not you're not just limited to one thing. All right. Um, I wonder. I no, go I ahead. To, I don't know how to get a job. I go. Oh, you don't know how to plan. You, you've never been taught to plan. You never went to the fucking uh, NCO boards and shit like that. You didn't put all your paperwork and awards and, and written wow. statements and take a test and blah, blah, blah. No, of course you've done it. You've done it's it recently. Same, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, it's the same shit in the civilian world. The paperwork's a little different. Mm -hmm. It's not as harsh and nobody gives a fuck anyway. So just do it, man. Yeah. Just fucking get up and do it. In the civilian yeah. world, they don't actually check to see if you're lying or not. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What time is it? I'll show up at nine o'clock and at 945 they show up and I'm sitting there, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you realize nine nine forty five it's the fucking it's the world you live in why are you yeah. gonna get mad about it you're gonna beat and change everybody to be different mm. you have to change yourself to accept the shit that comes and mm. hits you every day 
right? You're not going to change it like driving down the road and I want to run people off the fucking road with my car. Yeah. Then I started looking for people that drive like shit and I want to, I hate them all. Now I focus on the people that drive well and they drive nice Mm -hmm. and I'm no longer angry driving down the road and I don't want to kill everybody on the highway anymore. I wonder how, uh, so just at the the genetic level, the evolutionary level, the purpose of masculinity has historically been to provide and protect, right? That's, that's the, the, the crux of masculinity, at least from an evolutionary standpoint. Um, and you know, we, we live in harsh times these days. There's a lot of political tumult. There's a lot of, uh, crime, a lot of weird shit going on. Um, I wonder from your perspective, how do you maintain your ability to protect people at the same level while divorcing yourself from a, a marriage, I guess, to that type of violence or violent attitude. I guess, how do you stay sharp and ready to defend, but still reintegrate yourself back into a normal society? I'm just, this is something that we all have to deal with. I realized not too long ago that I didn't have to keep up with all of my skills that I used to have, right? Uh, the probability versus the possibility of it happening. Mm-hmm. You know, before, probably going to happen. You're probably going to enter somebody's room or wake them up in the middle of the night and they're going to have a gun on their chest and you better fuck, you better kill that dude first. Now, is it a possibility? Sure. Very, very slim possibility. But I've, I've realized that with my skills that I've had and, and not being cocky, that I could probably not do anything for 10 years and still, probably still be half the country at drawing my pistol and mm. out thinking you in a, in a situation, especially if you're coming to my home where I live and I'm aware of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I still, when I go to restaurants, I do a quick glance. It's not like I stare at everything, look for weapons and shit and blah, blah, blah. I, you know what? I go in. It just makes sense to me if there's a fire not a murderer, but a fire. Okay. Where would I go? I still have that sense of protecting my family. And it, it's just a leg up on everyone else who just walks in, sits down on her blindly, you know, like in an airplane catches fire. Everyone's going to try to get out the same door they came in because of, of habit. I came in that door. I need to go to that door. And they're all going to be stuck in that hole trying to get out while it's yeah. on fire. While I go out the door, she said to you, because I read that book each time on the plane. I've, I've flown. I'm a million miler. I don't know. I've, and I, I still look at that little thing and where's all the exits? Okay, I put it down. I look up. There's the little life wrap and there's the auction mask. I'm done. It's just a quick little thing that's now it's muscle memory that I don't even think about. But I don't put the effort into it to be as good of a shooter, to be as tactically, you know, able to to CQB in my house. Could I still teach it? Yeah. I mean, old tactics probably, you know. Mm. Um, but I don't need it as much. I mean, someone comes to my house. I'm going to die or live killing that fucker, you know. Yeah. So doesn't matter. I told my wife, just get behind me and it, you don't have to worry about dying unless you see me on the floor dead. Yep. Other than that, don't worry about die- death because I'll be the first person dead. We were in the hot tub the other night on our back deck and we have a long open green backyard and then there's mm. a fence and it goes on into pure darkness. And, and we were in the hot tub she, and she saw like a three flashing thing, like, you know, some people's phones blank three times when it's mm. ringing or a flash. And she looked at, I wasn't even looking. She's like, somebody's in our backyard. And I, and she goes, why, why somebody, why would somebody, and I turn, I go, what? And I didn't see anything. She goes, no, seriously, somebody's back there. I jumped out of the hot tub in my shorts and took off running through the backyard towards the fence. She's freaking out, running towards, no, don't go up there. You get shot. And I'm like, fuck you. Whoever's up here. And I ran up there. I looked at the fence, hopped the fence, looked around in my shoe in my shorts, you know, dripping water. And she's like, what are you fucking crazy? I go, yeah, if there's a fucking problem, you hit it head on. Yep. Head fucking on. I'm not going to sit here and be scared in my own yard, worried about some bullshit going on. I'm going to go find out what it is and be done with it mm-hmm. right away. I don't want to sit and stew in it for hours and wondering what was out there. There's nothing out there. I don't, I don't know what it was, but there was nothing there when I ran up there right away. So it's just, 
that DNA thing for some of us are just hit problems head on. Yeah. Other people are just trained and grown up and raised to put your head in the sand, man, and hope for the best. And that, you know, sometimes that works out. But when it doesn't, <laughs> when it doesn't what do you do then? Hope's right? not a game plan, my man. All right. Now you're a victim. Yeah. Now you're going to win like a victim the rest of your life. And I hate victims. I fucking hate victims. Yeah. I mean, a little... What, what's what's the phrase uh, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure right yeah. like yeah. just and it, we, we say it in a bunch of different ways the way that the military likes to say it is that uh sweat and training prevents blood and combat or whatever right i mean it's but it i i think it's uh i like what you said about just refocusing your situational situational awareness from instead of thinking about what happens if a guy comes through that door with a gun it's what happens if the fucking building catches on fire, right? You're still essentially, you're doing your fucking PCIs, right? You're checking the room. You're making sure everything looks safe. And if you're one of the guys that have, you know, been there, done that, your spidey, spidey sense is going to tingle. Something looks weird. Even if you don't recognize exactly what it is, it looks weird. You don't have to go out looking for that stuff necessarily, I think. Um, and people will use that those those worst case scenarios like oh you know I used to tell people nobody comes into restaurants much and kills people not very often and they go oh remember Luigi's at Fort Bragg oh yeah I mean thirty five years ago that dude at one time that guy went and killed the owners of yeah okay he was angry that oh yeah what about you know what school shootings so what about oh the mm. restaurant in LA okay you're picking these one offs sure they happen and we're like oh they're happening all the time they probably always happened all the time right but mm. now everybody's joined together with the phones and the news and twenty four seven you see that it happens. You know, it doesn't mean it's happening more. It probably is a little bit, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen in your neighborhood. And if you're living in one of those neighborhoods, you're worried about it. You're probably living in the wrong spot anyway, right? <laughs> if you're not comfortable where you live, you should pack up and move. Yeah. yeah you, you know, I can't afford to move. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. You're in a situation that I just can't unfuck for you. <clears throat> Shockingly, you've just learned that you can unfuck your own situation, you know? So get to work. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know. We, the, the goal of this is, um, to return power back to people to make good decisions. Right. I mean, it's, we, that I I'm with you on the victim thing. Cause the, the victim thing, it says I, uh, at the, at its lowest level, what it says is I can't take care of myself. So I need institutions to take care of me. Right. Okay. That sounds I won't take care. Well, of I won't. Yeah, that's that's fair enough too. And then you know, institutions need to, to handle this for me. In principle, that sounds okay. Hey, why not? You know what I mean. But uh, it only takes two percent assholes in any given institution to ruin the whole thing. It's like a bad apple in a bunch. And I, I throw this out to guys all the time when they're they're talking how badass they are, but they won't reach out for help. And I'm like, well. You, you bitching about, oh, I don't want a government that's going to tell me what to do. I don't want a government that's going to make me do this. And I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want the government to control me, right? I, I, <laughs> I want freedom. But you're relying on them for your health care. Yeah. You're waiting on them for your health care, but you don't trust them. Why don't you consider that? Mm. Don't wait on the government for that either. If you're, uh, if you, so I, I guess what you're saying is if you want to take your country back, you need to take your fucking life back first, right? Yeah. And, and be honest, be honest about it. I don't, you know what? I can sit here and say oh, I'm a Republican. I don't understand what Democrats bitch about. You know, oh, let's, uh, I don't understand it. Oh, have I put in the work to understand it? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, don't just sit there and spew hate. Don't sit there and spew someone else's ideas. Actually, do a little studying of of who, what do you want in life? How do you want to live in life? Where do you want to live in life? And and how do you want to be told to do? What do you want to be told to do? If anything? Yeah. 
go move there. Go go to Montana, right. go to Idaho. Plenty yeah. of fucking states to, to live the way you want or not live the way you want and let the government rule you. I mean, there's plenty of states and cities you can go do that in. Why bitch at me about how you want me to live? I don't I don't really bitch about other people about how I want them to live. I don't tell them how I live. I don't really give a shit. I'm not political in that aspect mm. because we help people. Yeah. I don't want to do anything political and turn anyone away, right? But I would like to understand why people don't invest their time into what they truly believe in. Who, you know, like uh if you if you don't like cops, call a crackhead. I, it's funny, but I don't understand the people who don't like law and order. I'm like, are they all bad people? Or is it, well, I don't like locking up people for things that they didn't really do. Well, that's not your job to consider, right? We mm. have judges for that. The cops arrest people for doing bad on the spot. That's it. They're done. Mm. They don't have judgment. Now we're off to the lawyers to defend them against the judges. And, you know, and but there's no there's no campaigns to defund judges or defund attorneys, right? Right. People just arrest you, and then what happens to you is not up to them. They're just stopping you from doing something violent or wrong at the time. Well, that's because we are stupid. Tom, and we yeah. want to we want to sound we want to solve all of our problems downstream, right? If there's gun violence, we want to we want to attack guns, but not violence, right? right? What what are the impetuses for for the violence? If if there's political corruption, uh, we assign it all to the other side that we don't agree with, and 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 then like, well, our our side will fix it. We'll just vote for these guys, and then that'll fix yeah. it. Like, it's right. dumb, man. It's just it's I, I think it's mental weakness. If you, everything you know. If you're a conservative and everything you know about liberals comes from Fox News, or if you're <laughs> if you're a liberal and everything you know about conservatives comes from MSNBC or CNN, you are fucked, my man. I mean that that is completely ass backwards. That you may as well you're just listening to propaganda at that point. Google who 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 owns both. <laughs> Google yeah. what message they want you to hear. The <clears throat> the vision they're trying to tell you for television. You know, it's like oh, it's called programming and television for a reason. Mm. It's People pay them to say shit and they pick pretty faces that you'll watch. You know, it's, 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 it's a business model. Mm -hmm. It used to be news. Now it's just, uh, ideas. I don't know. <laughs> Thoughts. I mean, it's, I, I think it's just an onslaught of propaganda at this point. And I'm not sure that any, either side is actually trying to win. It almost seems like they're just trying to distract people. Yeah. That's how you get people to watch. It's all like people watch car crashes more than they'll mm. watch somebody helping out a dog on the street or something, you know, hey, puppy, uh, watch that guy crash his car. Or watch that mm. dude bust his mouth on his bicycle or something. All of those instant videos of watching other people fuck up in an instant are funny, right? So people love to watch other people suffer because it makes them feel better. I think um, it's like, how do you become the biggest skyscraper around? You either keep building yourself up or you tear other ones down around you, you know? Mm. Well, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> If you want to reduce it to mechanics, uh, imagine yourself as a, um, you know, as literally a cog in a machine, and the machine starts breaking down. And how would you react to that if you're part of the machine? If if you if your inclination is to attack other parts of the machine, that seems uh, like a maladaptive evolutionary trait. Like you're fucking everything up. I mean, if you had, if there was a part of your body that attacked the rest of your body. When something was going wrong, well, we call that cancer, brother. You know what I mean? That's fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So I don't want to hear this like I'm a patriot. I want my country back. Shit. If you're out there attacking other Americans, it doesn't make any sense to me. That you shouldn't even be talking about other people. You should be talking about foundational principles of what it means to be an American. And if somebody agrees with that, then they're on your side. If they don't, it's your job to convince them. I guess. 
the conversations turned into arguments. Mm. Whatever happens, conversations have a difference of opinion. Okay, cool. And then, you know, it's okay. But now it's so polarized through the media, through politics, that we all feel we have to act that way. I, I've, I know people that I was semi-friends with that now have made comments, you know, like they would slam Trump, slam this, slam mm. the Republicans. And, you know, I was a Republican. And I, just, I never said a word, so they never knew, you know, anything. And they just kept slamming, slamming, slamming. And then they'd make comments like, you know, uh, a friend of mine, you know, starts watching Newsy. And I had to, they were friends for 30 years. And I won't, I'm not friends with them anymore because they watch Newsy. And I, I look, I go, oh my God. I go, what did you just say? And I, I you know what? I haven't talked to them since then because, mm. because if you're going to judge somebody by what channel they watch, just because you don't like it, then then you've already lost. You've already turned everything off. You're not going to listen anyway. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you've and you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at that point, it's just confirmation bias, right? And that's why we are unable to ferret out good and bad ideas anymore because people have aligned themselves with people and parties instead of principles. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to win. I'm going to win, and our side needs to win. So who loses when we fight like that? Oh, the nation loses when its leaders fight back and forth. And it's something that we see, I mean, uh, especially at the government level. Um, it, it, I don't know that there's any greater pawn in the history of our country than the U.S. service member, right? Just being uh, how many political ads have been run over the last hundred years just trying to trade on our honor to get people to vote for one side or the other. It's it's embarrassing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's uh... You know, combat's an extension of politics, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to listen to me around the world. We're going to reach out and smack you. And mm-hmm. then we should pull back and then say, okay, now what? Right? Versus reaching in while we're, we're in the middle of smacking somebody and doing politics at the same time gets people killed. You know, or changing your mind because it, it didn't go well. You know, even if a mission doesn't go well, hey, the leader should stand up and go, you know what? Instead of blaming the military or the Pentagon, it's like, I sent them in. This is the way I wanted and you don't win them all. We'll we'll go. We'll try again later. But you know, sorry, this one wasn't a win. Versus, well, I didn't want it to happen, and they did it wrong, and it's the Pentagon. I'm going to fire some some person, so this goes away. And oh, it's wow, I, yeah. I mean, that's <sighs> it, certainly not helpful. And and the the truth is, you're not going to win them all, no matter what the situation is. Now, we've lost. Uh, I I don't know about you. You served quite a bit longer than I did in some more extreme conditions, but I've lost more people to suicide than combat at this point by a, a, yeah. about like two to one ratio. Um, Easy. And it's something that, you know, a lot of us have been trying to fucking help with. A lot of us have actually struggled with and then transitioned into trying to help people once we've figured out, you know, some some coping mechanisms and things like that. And it's something that you've taken quite personally. Um, made, I mean, your, your life is pretty much organized around helping these people find their way back at this point. Can you uh, tell me about All Secure Foundation and what you guys do? Yeah, All Secure Foundation, we started off as a resource library when Jen was trying to help me. You know, we met post-service, and mm-hmm. I was a I was a fucking train wreck, man. And I, I thought I was good to go. You know, I was just getting drunk every night and working hard every day. And then I'm good to go, right? But I was the angriest son of a bitch on the planet, and I, I felt like everyone hated me, and I, I just wanted to be dead every day. I, I wished I could just be gone and just stop fucking thinking. And she kept trying to help me, and we couldn't find anything. And it was difficult. So once we did and we found things that worked, we, she started jotting it down, and we just started a website to help other people find things that worked. 
And then it turned into, because she was working with me at the time doing RMTs, real, realistic military training exercises for, we would be the last stop for training for the SEALs and the Green Berets and some Rangers before they would go overseas. And we would throw everything at them and, she, and people weren't returning home. And, and she decided one day, it's like, I can't do this job. This is too fucking depressing. Mm. I want to help them when they get home, you know, I, just like I'm helping you. So started up the foundation and went from just being a resource library to actually providing coaching and counseling 365 days a year. Uh, we went from one therapist that we hired that helped us finally after going through five other ones that didn't work. And we found one that was amazing. So we hired her on and now we have four. And we're nonstop. Plus, we we run um, marriage retreats four times a year, and those are four day intensive retreats that really um, scratch open those scabs in front of groups of like minded special operators, families that have all the same issues and all the same struggles. And they sit there and learn from each other, and feed off each other. And four days later, each time it it it. it fills my heart up man and uh we were going to stop next year because they're so expensive mm. and you're only helping 10 couples at a time versus you know get a whole arena full of people it's not as close and just give them a little bit of the information and hope but after this uh our third one this year we got one coming up this weekend on um, this next weekend you know i talked to jen again i'm like we, we can't stop these we got to go find the money we'll just go find the fucking money because it's so it's so helpful for these guys. I mean, we've got SF colonels that come in. It's like, hey, the guy across the table from me just told me you saved his life two years ago when you came and spoke at Cannon Air Force Base. I'm like, well, I, I can't save anybody's life. I appreciate the sentiment, mm -hmm. right? I was the lighthouse. He did the work. But that made me realize that we can't turn that lighthouse off, right? We, we, we just, it's working. Not a lot of people do couples still. And that's the most, the most feedback we get is the fact that we help the spouses understand what's going on, help them help their partner, which helps their partner. And it's kind of like a, a life changing um, event for their entire family. We've got notes on our refrigerator that says, thank you for helping my mommy and daddy. You know, I walk in there and I almost cry every time because I know what their mommy and daddy were going through. And I know what that kid hears at home. And I know what we went through, but we speak at military bases, um, whoever will have us to talk to the newest ones, talk to the leadership um, to help change everything we've gone through. And we help, People find those modalities of healing that I've gone through, that Jenna's gone through, whether it be psychedelics or or the stellar gangling block shock or a shot or TMS or anything else that we've done personally, we talk about. And if it works, we we push it and we we find the funding for it or we we partner with other nonprofits that pay for it. So we just nonstop help special operations couples or or single people. It doesn't matter. I mean, but we also do couples um, all year long with coaching and behavioral change. That's good, man. Uh, you know, it's, if you've got the ability to help people, it doesn't really matter what else you've got going on in your life. It's, that's what you do, right? It, it, it was the response to my ability, right? I had an ability to, when I wrote my book, I, you know, obviously it was one of those, I'm never writing a fucking book. Never, mm. never, never. I'm not a Navy SEAL, not doing it now. <laughs> Of course, my Jen's like, you have to write a book because of all these people they're calling, all these people that keep asking the same questions. You write a book, it'll reach as many people as possible, right? Whoever wants to pick it up, it's out there. I thought, okay, that's a good idea, right? So we start writing the book. Of course, I get phone calls from guys from work, you know, hey, what are you, a fucking Navy SEAL? And I'm like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. You know, but it's had that effect. You know, that book has been out there and just the stories, like LinkedIn, social media, whatever. Every day, 
there's not a day goes by I don't get one one to ten messages from somebody saying, "Hey, I just read your book," or, and wow, it saved my life, or it stopped me from killing myself, or it made me feel like, oh, well, if you feel that way, then shit, then it's okay for me to feel that way, which is ridiculous, but it works, so I do it, you know. What's the uh, name of the book, by the way, so people can go out and buy it if they haven't seen it yet? All Secure. <clears throat> All Secure. Jen's got a book called Arsenal of Hope that's really more of a handbook. Mm. Like a, it's It kind of picks up after mine ended. Mine kind of ends with we're starting a foundation and you know things are good, great. Hers picks up with, yep, yep, Tom is fucked up. Here's some crazy shit and stupid shit that he did, and here's how we got him help. And, oh, by the way, here's stories from other spouses that have gone through, and here's what's worked for them and us as well. And people read her book and it's like i'm gonna take your book on vacation like no no don't no no don't take it on vacation <laughs> that's not a vacation book man. yeah yeah, yeah. You're reading and they're bawling their eyes out it's mm -hmm. one of those realization books of oh this is normal and it can be fixed and all that horrible shit that i've been living through it's kind of like a release a relief cry of man there's hope yeah that's great man i mean it's something that everybody needs at some point i i the toughest people I know have all broken every single one of them at some point in their lives, including myself. And, uh, if you're out there and you think that you're too tough for that, then I, I can introduce you to some people that are quite a bit tougher than you that have, that have been right where you are. And they finally had to admit that it was time to fucking do something about it. Um, I appreciate your time today, man. This has been a really good conversation and I really enjoy what uh, you do over there. Um, tell everybody where they can find you to donate or to check out if they need help to, to reach out or whatever. Yeah, we're at allsecurefoundation.org. Uh, you can donate there. You can uh, you know find our address there and send us a check. And there's fees that the credit card companies take out. I get yelled at every now and then about the fee. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I can't, it's not what I, I don't get that money. I don't take that money. But yeah, you can send us a check. You can donate there. There's resources on our on our site, and we're on all social media platforms as well as All Secure Foundation or on Twitter, All Secure Vets. I think. Um, I I you know we dive into social media, but it drives me nuts. I want to murder people on it, but it's a platform that we can use that that can reach people. Hopefully, that that need that help. So we're out there for the awareness of those who need it. Well, you're doing a lot. I mean, uh, uh, you know, people reach out to me asking about veteran charities and to be honest um it's uh it's a spooky world out there there's a lot of weird shenanigans going on but uh allsecurefoundation.org is one of the uh one of the places one of the top places that, that you can give your money i think that warrior heart is another one uh that i would give my money to without even blinking an eye so i really appreciate you coming on today i appreciate everything you do for our community yeah, thanks, brother. I really appreciate having me on. Absolutely, man. And I appreciate you all uh, listening today. This has been Citizen. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.